welcome to another episode of Fans in Motion, the Ultimate Night Ranger podcast and the podcast. Andrew? Didn't know you needed. Damn straight, homie. Um, joining myself, Andrew, and Brent this week is the man, the myth, the legend. Um, I've talked about in many circles um, throughout the Hollywood community. Mr. Uh, Bill McShane from, uh, is it... Uh, the company is zealot uh right uh yeah okay and uh yep. here's the thing is me and andrew and brent we really don't know anything from bill's background so you're you're you out there listening you're just joining right in with us um but uh the reason why we are here is bill has some you know he kind of who the hell was messaging me um uh, uh bill has his hands in the whole night ranger sister christian world uh most of you know that the movie air starring matt damon and uh ben affleck and who else was in that um uh, jason bateman jason bateman and chris uh, not chris tucker chris tucker yeah, yeah. chris tucker yeah viola, in, yeah, viola uh, davis um uh but anyways a whole slew of uh hollywood superstars and i think who was who was your friend that was on the fans of motion page i have a friend named ian markley ian. so okay. ian on one of our posts there when we were talking about this night ranger uh song being on the air soundtrack mentioned hey my buddy i know Bill a guy McShane, hollywood legend i'm like <laughs> uh yeah I, you know right up there <laughs> and he's like, uh, he had something to do with some of that Night Ranger stuff on that that movie. And I was like, well, hey, get me his contact information. Yeah. And here he is. So um, so that's why Bill's here. The soundtrack, the trailer, the Night Ranger song. Other than that, we don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> so, so let's start with this. Uh, Bill, tell us, like, like, what is your job there at Zealot? Basically, I'm a senior editor at Zealot. So what that means is I, I'm one of the trailer editors. So we work on lots of different stuff, lots of movies, you know, for big studios all the way through, you know, kind of smaller independent movies like Neon or sorry, movie uh, studios like Neon and stuff. And so we also work with um, the what we would call the TV streamers, which that's going to be like Netflix, Disney Plus, mm -hmm. Amazon prime all, all of those um places as well so that's that's basically the deal yeah and i've worked i've worked in the trailer industry for about i think like 18 years at this point um as an editor um and you know that's you know on avid which is an avid media composer software or mm -hmm. premiere right now we're on adobe premiere just in case that kind of gives somebody a, a picture of, of what we're talking about here so yeah um and I, I've got, you know, been in the industry for so long that I've been lucky enough to work on lots of great movies. You know, I, I did the trailers for Toy Story 4, um, Wreck-It Ralph, you know, nice. 2, uh, Frozen 2. Um, those are some of the big ones. I, I was I was at a company where we did a lot of animated stuff with Disney. So that was a run of a lot of Pixar stuff. And But I, I if anybody out there watches the show From, 
um, which is on uh, MGM Plus streaming. Um, that's been a popular show lately. I did the trailer for that, you know, things like that. So it runs from horror to, you know, animation to everything in between, like air. So Brent, now, Brent loves you, whores. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Who doesn't? So let, let me ask you this. So how do you make the, the transition to that job? So what got you into the business? Was it something you seeked out? Was it accident, blind luck? Yeah. No. Uh, so basically, um, and this is how I know Ian, um, he saw my band play, I think, in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, so I, I have a band. Uh, we're still active a little bit but not really we're not full-time anymore um but it's a band called ultimate fake book not facebook <laughs> which is what everybody thinks it is but it came out before that so anyway so everyone spell checks it to facebook now but that'll be the yeah. way you can remember it anyway so we're called ultimate fake book um and we uh you know just started kind of we got pretty big in in kansas and then ended up touring the country multiple times we had a major label deal we put out about five records um on you know the major and then also on some indie labels so most of the people out there like ian or let's say anywhere kind of know me as that guy the music the musician songwriter type guy but basically you know once the band was kind of winding down a bit um and i was kind of burnt out on on touring we, we were road dogs i mean we played everywhere you know yeah. you could start naming some towns or venues and i'm pretty sure i you know i've played there um we actually even uh, opened up for Night Ranger in yes. Kansas City. Yeah. That's cool. And and this is, it was at a place at the, it used to be called the Hurricane. Then it was called the Riot Room. I think it was still the Hurricane when we did it. If I could be wrong, I've been riding room. But anyway, it's, I think maybe a 500 capacity place. And this is a type of place where our band was already headlining. But we saw that they were coming through. And we actually begged to be on the show. We were like, oh, I want to fucking open for Night Ranger. I just want oh, to be able yeah. to have opened up for Night Ranger. <laughs> That's so, awesome. so we did that way back in the day, you know. That was probably that was probably 2001, 2002, if I had to just guess. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I was a band guy. Um, you know, singer, guitar player, wrote the songs. We have a it's a three-piece band, kind of a power trio. Uh, not not metal or anything like that, but not not so you know still rocking but very pop oriented we would get thrown into maybe let's say emo category we played a lot of all ages shows but we're not fucking emo at all <laughs> like mm -hmm. like if you're into emo you'd be ashamed to think that we're you know what i mean it's like no we're yeah. we're we're power pop uh, my drummer is a huge kiss fan fucking huge kiss fan replacements big star nice. you know i grew up like in night ranger you know Dokken you know guitar rock stuff like that and yeah. then got in got into you know alternative music what have you and kind of expanded my horizons but always kind of went back to pop music yeah at, at the core so anyway that's the that's kind of where this kind of connection as far as with night ranger kind of got started but anyway so yeah so band guy stuff was getting over with and i i decided that um i just i just kind of started liking cutting music videos it started being fun and you know that was around the time you'd see dvd bonus material for like yeah. the making of how our movies made and stuff. And I'd see like editors, you know, or the post-production dudes. And I'm like, they're, I kind of feel like I fit into that category. I think I could sit on my ass for 12 <laughs> hours all day, focusing on making something cool. That, that you know what I mean? Splice. 
Yeah, exactly. So I started, I started looking into it. And so I ended up, um, yeah, me and my, my wife at that point, we were, we were just boyfriend, girlfriend, long time, um, moved out to LA and I went to a trade school where I learned the software. Um, and the idea that the trade school put out there, which fucking worked was the main point is you're going to be sitting next to side by side with industry people who are there boning up on their skills. And so you're basically networking and, you know, like it's still up to you to go find a job, but this is putting you right in a place where you're going to meet people. And sure enough, I completely met people, um, started working on reality TV shows right away, you know? Um, so yeah, just kind of never looked back then got into a trailer company that I was at, you know, kind of like the one I described, um, Zealot, but this was a different one called Motion that I uh, worked at for about 15 years and had a, was having a great time do, doing it and still having a great time. So that's kind of how it all started. And so for me, it's, it's a little bit like being in, in a band still because I don't have a film, I don't have a film background, but I have a, hey, I want to be the DJ background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to me, yeah. in a way, that's what being in a band is. I never really hear people describe it that way, but that's how it was for me. Like, you're at the high school party, and you're the guy in the back who's like, I'm going to DJ this party. Yeah. And so after a while, you make your own band, you know, and you just start doing it yourself because then, you know, you can control it and whatever. So that's what I like about movie trailers still is, is the fact that I can hopefully be inspired enough to like put in a song into a trailer or something that really really I feel strongly about and can connect hopefully with uh the the project in a cool way and so it's I'm having just as much fun doing doing that from that angle you don't always get to do that you know it's it's definitely um you know there it's not that easy where you can just put whatever you want in anything all day long and never look back but you, you, you get to a point where you can, you know, you can inject what you love into, into the process. So, so, if, so, so how does that process work? Like if I'm, you know, let's say it's 1986 and I'm a pictures, uh, but the, you know, the company that's, you know, doing the movie, they basically contract out with you to do the trailers. Is that kind of, well, yeah, the marketing department of the of a studio will hire different companies to work on the trailer, and and a lot of times multiple companies. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Hey, I want to see what you do. I want to see what you do, and I want to see what you do." And and they also have their own in house um, uh, departments as well, because there's just such a need for so much marketing and in different styles of marketing that that's kind of how it works. So yeah, so we're we're hired by the marketing department of the studio. But what's interesting is, and I never would have known this, there's so much about uh, movie marketing and trailer marketing that I think would really fascinate people, is that we work pretty, a lot of times pretty closely with filmmakers, way more so than you might think, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's not just, you know, like, it, it's still very, pretty creative. Uh, now, do you ever get a, do you ever get a hangout with that dude that is the guy that's like in a world? <laughs> yeah yeah um no totally all all the famous voiceover actors um they're legendary um they you know we call it narration or voice voiceover it's not used as much it's actually making a comeback believe it or not it's actually kind of coming back around 
but yeah, no, we don't hang out with them, but we know them. And, you know, it's all, it's all one big community of, of the industry, you know, and uh, those big, big famous guys, kind of like what you're talking about. Some of those, those guys, I mean, they, they did quite well. Let's put it that way. <laughs> you know what's that, that, that's a rock star job. That is a legit rock star job. You know, what's you know? nice about this. <laughs> Next time I see a trailer and I'm like, Oh my God, I got to see that movie. Take my wife, kids out, spend 60 bucks. Look at my wife and going, God, that sucked. I can blame you for putting the trailer <laughs> together, making me go to that movie. I got a That's face right. now. I got a face and a name. That's right. Yeah. It's all me. <laughs> I'm doing every single trailer. Exactly. Now, uh, now how, how many times have you, uh, don't, you don't have to name anything. You get the product and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make this look good. Every single time, <laughs> every single project has, there's some angle thing about it that is tough. Like, I'll just give you an example. Okay, Air was a great movie. Yeah. But we couldn't use any of the basketball shots. I don't know if you guys saw the movie, but I we did. can't use any of the, any of the footage, any of the guys running. Oh, he gets a basket. You know, those are, those are, that would be valuable action shots to cut to, to make a, a fun trailer, right? We yeah. had just guys in an office. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So that's that's an example. It doesn't matter what the movie is. There's always some something that, you know, for for whatever reason, it's it's not gonna work. You can't use it in, in the marketing material. So it's that's what that's another reason why I absolutely love doing what I do is that it's a cool challenge every single time. Like you could have the biggest, coolest, most awesome movie ever, and still everyone is sitting there banging their heads together how the hell are we going to get this across get this trailer done like it's not as easy as you would think you know so they give you probably what a preliminary cut of the movie we see we we get multiple just... versions like everything they've got you know the only the only times that you don't get everything is like some of the really really big big directors like christopher nolan you know um or, or somebody that they don't um yeah. they don't always want to give mar marketing quite everything but yeah, we we see stuff from storyboard to you know it being finished multiple times. Cool. Yeah, I just that's what I mean. It, like if people saw saw how how it was kind of done, I, I really do think it would blow their minds. Like yeah. legitimately. How the how the sausage is made. Couple yeah. questions. So, first one, do you have to sign like any like non disclosure like you know contracts with these companies basically where you know, you're legally responsible for this material and oh yeah, big yeah. time. It's yeah. very, very high security. Very you can't high post security. it to your Facebook. Well, hey, look yeah. what I'm working on. <laughs> Not uh, at all. <laughs> the, the, and then the other question, I mean, kind of circling back to you know, Sister Christian and yeah. you know, the yeah. air trailer. Um, do I mean, do they you know when they give you all this material, do they say, Hey, here's some of the songs we want you to incorporate? Or do they let you kind of manipulate that? Or is it a combination of both? It, it's a combo. And it's it's kind of different depending on the project. Every single, you know, project is a little bit different, you know? Um, sometimes sometimes it's like, you know, a movie that there isn't a lot of music to it yet. Or they don't even know what the music's going to be yet, you know? So you're finding the tone kind of with the filmmakers that's what i mean that that that's some of the stuff that i think would surprise people is how closely it can be married you know um but a movie like air um so we got the script 
and there, you know, there wasn't a, we didn't see any frames of footage or anything yet, but we, we read the script and we saw that it's set in 1984 and it would, it would say in the script, you know, like, you know, a hit song from 1984 plays, you know, like it wouldn't name the song, but so, so okay. right away, I, so right away I was like, okay, 1984. And I looked at the top, um, the top songs of 1984, which by the way, somebody should go Google that. And it's mm. just going to blow, it'll blow your mind. It's mind blowing how many amazing songs came out yeah. that year. Great. It really music. is. It's insane. So, and I, and I saw sister Christian on that list and I was like, huh, cause it's all, <laughs> it's always, you know, been a, one of my favorite songs of all time. It's, um, it's one of it, you know, I personally feel very strongly that, you know, like I, I wouldn't just put some, you know, I wouldn't want to like take like, let's say the best Beatles song ever and put it in some crappy promo, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I would not do that. It's sacred to me. Right. But I saw sister Christian on that list and I was like, Hmm. Hmm. Just the wheels started kind of turning. So then I saw, we saw a screening of the movie and a lot of songs from the 80, from 84 in that movie. You know, if anybody who's seen it can attest, like it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like a mixtape of 1984 is playing yeah. in between the scenes. And well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Exactly. And lo and behold, uh, sister Christian was played and I was like, okay. So that got, that told me, that I was like, if I was to present that, nobody would be like, what? You, why would you even be thinking of that song? I mean, that's not even close, right? So I walked out of the screening and I, I could just see it. I was like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Bum. That, that buildup is amazing. But I, but I, but I, knew, I knew that um, we, I, I just immediately saw a vision of it being a little longer, a, bit, a bigger buildup. So that's, so that's what we ended up doing. So we can talk, uh, go into details about how we, we got there, but yeah. So, so we get to pick, you know, what, what inspires us. Sometimes the, uh, filmmakers have an idea. Sometimes the marketing might even have, you know, Hey, you know, this is totally happened where it's like, Oh, it's part of this. And so this song is going to be in the trailer too. And, you know, but, but it's a, it's a big mix of everything, which is why having a, completely passionate you know music fan you know being part of that process is key and all the editors in LA all the people that work in 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 this in the in the trailer industry are very very passionate and very very um huge fans of music but but in all different styles right so this is one, one of those times where like this is exactly what I would want to do you know mm. so yeah, now, it was that great. trailer I'm sorry. That trailer had a remix version of that song. All right, we're going to get to that. Hold yeah. On. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Andy, what was you saying? What? Was you? Oh no, no, I was just saying it was a great uh, version yeah. of the song that you. I'm assuming you did, and I'm guess Josh is leading us there. Yeah, we're going to get to a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Um, I remember when it was going to debut for the Super Bowl. And yeah. I remember everybody was bitching because they didn't show the Night Ranger trailer during the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we had we had the the official domestic trailer, and then another company had the Super Bowl trailer, mm -hmm. and and which happens that happens all the time, but it was it was throwing us a little too because they were they they came out within like a week of each other, you know. So I I, I said the same thing. I was like, I bet people are going to be thinking that we're going to see that one, but then they showed a different one. But uh, yeah. all it all worked out. So what we need you to do is um, we need you to get familiar with the like the Man in Motion record, which was a <laughs> Night Ranger record that was towards the end of the classic era that 
didn't do as well and we need you to push one of those <laughs> songs onto a soundtrack yeah. right um awesome and so we can start you know that gets rejuvenated next thing you know a song from 35 years ago becomes a number one hit thanks to uh bill mcshane <laughs> and uh, zealot and now we're hearing uh here she comes again live uh on the, is that uh, is that your you guys agreed upon favorite album or or do you guys argue man in motion is a record that it was right towards the end of the 80s it yeah. didn't sell well the band broke up right after that but within the hardcore fan community, it's, it's got beloved. some. Yeah, it's are, solid yeah. It, from beginning to end. And okay, there's like, sweet. There's, there's three songs that a lot of people really dig. Uh, Reason to be, don't start thinking, and um, halfway, halfway to, the, to sun. the sun. You could even throw in Restless Kind, and I know you know the band really likes. I did it for love. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the uh, the. Um, uh, that's the cult so, fan favorite. Josh, uh, let me jump in for us. I was going to ask Bill yeah. a question. So I don't know if you're on the fan page, but when that trailer got released the first time, our page just blew up with everybody. Like, <laughs> oh my God, did you oh. see the, did you see? I mean, everybody <laughs> searching the internet, trying to find this. Uh, I don't yeah. know if you, you got any heads up or saw any of that reaction, but it was fun. I, I, I saw, I just saw a little bit once Ian told me about, about the Facebook group. But I, but I absolutely read all the, you know, YouTube comments that were coming through. And oh, I yeah. was, I mean, there's nothing better because, you know, I, I read them for any, you know, sort of big sort of trailer, but there's nothing better than when you read some comments and not only did they like, oh, I like that song or whatever, but they fucking got it, you know, yes. like so many people referenced Boogie Nights and I'm like, that's my favorite movie of all time, people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what well, I mean when I say I wouldn't just put Sister Christian in a trailer unless I felt like really connected. It, it there, there, there's a there's a way that this is something kind of special, you know, yeah. for right now. Yeah. It, yeah. It and so, cool and so many it, people it seem to get that. Yeah. Yeah. It worked wonderfully. I was like, God, this I, I mean, literally, I didn't know. I never we'd interview, but I'm like in my head, I'm like, someone gets that era. Like that <laughs> yeah. makes it's perfect. And, the, yes, and, the, and we'll yeah. get to the remix, but the way you remixed it, I was like, I, I love this. I want to hear this version of the song now. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, that's awesome. That's now, cool. What, what about, I love doing, I'm sorry, we're going to talk over each other. What about the, what you need nope. to do is, so you know how like people are buying publishing? Hang on one second, guys. Sorry. I got to, I got to um, tell this phone call to stop. This will be Josh. You get to watch back Josh's editing skills. Okay. <laughs> yeah, unlike you, okay. uh, where you like to edit, um, I do not. This will stay in. And you're not using Avid. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm using um, my mother-in-law's uh, computer. So, the niece is calling. <laughs> just okay. Sorry on. about that. Um, so <laughs> you know how you know there's different corporations and stuff buying musicians, publishing and stuff. Sure. What you need to do is start you know buying some of this publishing like just like a song here and a song there and then pushing it in all your trails <laughs> right uh you that, know. i think that that yeah, i think you just gave me an idea for the next phase the next <laughs> uh how how i'll round out my my days Go of, of, of a working man some of your 80s like chillawack or something yeah. <laughs> just yeah. push the crap out of this one song it's in every trail like, like listen um <laughs> Listen, everybody loves this obscure Kajagugu song. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> but uh um so do you ever make a trailer? do you ever do a, a trailer and get it 
and for some reason they say hey we can't use this song or um you know like licensing and anything oh yeah is now is that something you you check out at the very beginning like hey i want to use uh you know there's this band called touch of madness and uh oh yeah and uh (laughs) i want to use you know this song is it something we can do you do that before you put all the work into it or yes yeah absolutely we have um a music supervisor who's their whole job is to know the ins and outs of all of that so so they pitch music to the editors sometimes and you know the editor might throw out songs and like it used to be like just to give an example like an editor would be like oh it'd be amazing if we used cashmere by blood zeppelin and everybody's like oh yeah there's no there's no fucking way like that's <laughs> like like that was i don't know maybe 15 years ago that was the landscape where there was a there was a there was a line that you couldn't go past well now i think basically there's no lines there's there's a couple of of artists who wouldn't you know sell their music to to be put into trailers and marketing but for the vast majority they they are willing to you know to talk so yeah so 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 they'll it depends then it just depends on what's the budget you know like a small a small program or a small movie isn't going to be able to get led zeppelin but if you're working on a big studio movie you know that they think that this is a great idea then they're then then basically they're willing to go through the process that could may, maybe make it happen and that's exciting as hell i mean toy story 4 we had um brian wilson we had the beach boys god only knows you know mm-hmm. and so that was a huge thrill of mine so mm-hmm. and for anybody out there who's a paul thomas anderson fan then you've noticed that's the second time that i've put a boogie nights <laughs> song in a uh, movie trailer but again i wouldn't do that you know unless i felt a reason you know and i had a, i felt a very strong reason with uh, god only knows and toy story 4 so i'd say too I yeah mean, have the the have you know where you're talking like 15 years ago well i think some are you know with the decline of physical media being mm-hmm. sold it's like okay we probably got to go this route and then yeah. 15 years ago the artists majority of them still owned all their you know, mm-hmm. music publishing to where now I would assume it's probably harder to name the artists that still own it and not whatever corporation is buying, you know, there's a different, there's a couple out there buying all this, all these music catalogs and they're not buying it to not put it, you know, into right. something to market. Now, is, Absolutely. in your industry, is it a little bit like politics where you have like lobbyists, like where you have, I mean, I know it's not really, don't have really a lot of different, you know, music companies like there used to be, but like you have like someone from Universal showing up and, you know, bringing donuts and saying, hey man, here's a list of songs, you know, we'd really. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, cause it's, yeah, it's a business, um, you know, music publishing and, and, and licensing deals and all that stuff for sure. So, but the great thing is, is, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, if the editor and the producer aren't, aren't digging it, you know, it's not going to happen, you know, so that they'll, things get pitched to us all the time, but, um, you know, we're not, we're not, nobody, nobody is stepping in and saying, Hey, I know you hate this, um, boys to men song, but we really got to use it, you know, or whatever. No offense to boys to men, but yeah, just, you know, uh, so yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Josh, you have a CD from Night Ranger that they pitched to Hollywood. Is that is that the uh, wrong way of saying it? I yeah, I don't know what. The, yeah, there's there's a Night Ranger CD. I don't think it was re-records. I I think it was. I actually, if I remember correctly, maybe it was the that acoustic rarities album. I can't remember. But on the the CD, there's no booklet or anything. But it was like music to be you know for consideration for, for you know motion mm-hmm. pictures or something like that i'd say mm-hmm. probably 15 years old or so but uh yeah i forgot all about that god knows where that's at so, I, unreleased unreleased stuff it wasn't no. unreleased it was like the hits mm. um oh, okay uh but it, you know the cd was labeled night ranger songs to be considered for motion right picture and television or something like that Right. Well, you know, the other song, the other song, you know, look be on the lookout for I, that I'm a huge fan of is uh, When You Close Your Eyes, which you've got behind oh. you there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's another one that I wouldn't drop. I wouldn't just put that in just anything. I mean, that's sacred to me, you know. Um, and it would be refreshing. It would be very <laughs> refreshing to hear that, you know. Just a great, great fucking song. So, yeah, no, I, you know, I. Yeah, I I think that um, I think that their sound, you know, is well. It's, okay, let's put it this way, it, you know, you got air, and you know, people hear oh, it's from the '80s, and they start you know, thinking of what songs and whatever. But it's like, but it it's it's some '80s songs. I I mean, I love the '80s music. It's there's still so much great stuff, but some of it just sounds like oh, that sounds like the '80s. You know, Night Ranger to me. And especially Sister Christian and like when you close your eyes, those have a classic sound, you know, that that I don't I don't hear like an era per se, you know, I just right, hear right. A, a great heartfelt song, you know, so that's why I, that's why I think uh, this, you know, it's like, yeah, there's not a lot of special effects in the air air movie or air trailer, but there's fucking Night Ranger. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like when you hear something off Loverboy, Get Lucky. It's mm-hmm. very classic. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it came from any time, but then you move to the next three albums. Oh, that sounds right. like 1985. That sounds like 1987, you know. Right. Still good stuff, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. just not as timeless sounding. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, So you get, you know, the script and the storyboards and all that for, you know, let's say air and you're putting something together. You decide you want to do sister Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Andy and Brent were both saying earlier, you know, during that trailer, it's, it's a, it's a version. I won't say it's a version. It's, it's um, a mix mm-hmm. that you haven't heard before. It's because I, a version, I would say it'd be, you think it's re-recorded or something. It's a different mix where Kelly's vocals are up really high and there's some echo and stuff like that on the vocals, which obviously isn't on the um, studio version. So how, you know, I mean, describe the process of like what you hear, because obviously you have something in your head that's different than what everybody has heard for the last 40 years and how you go about manipulating that. Um and uh, can you send me a copy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah I, I, I think that, that that could start happening actually like uh, 
trailerized versions of songs getting released, you know, in the future. We'll see. But um, yeah, no. So basically, this is how I approach all of that. I I don't really enjoy major remixes or major rethinkings of a song or a track. It's it's done a lot in trailers, but it's not my personal uh, favorite way to do about go about it. Uh, so I I like to keep it as basic and to the song as possible. That being said, there's a couple of just quick any you know quick things right away that just to kind of take it into a trailer and take it into a little more modern sound. Anything that's recorded you know decades ago doesn't have the same um, you know the same sound sound quality that we hear in modern stuff. You know the equalization isn't quite the same. Not as much low end and it's not as loud and things like that. So you don't want to throw something in there that sounds weak up against modern modern uh, sound effects. You know, trailers always have big sound effects and things like that. So so what started happening throughout the last 10 years is various degrees of augment, augmenting the song. And we've called it different things that used to be called an overlay. We do an overlay to the song, which is would maybe just mean like louder drums and a little bit more bass in, you know, on just the regular song. No, nobody's changed anything, just added to it. Uh, or an augmenting, same, same thing they just called it something different and now they're calling it you know trailerizing and it's kind of just a remix to be quite honest so what's happening is is a composer can get the the uh main track of the song and you know depending on what's available like from so long ago they can get from the studio or whoever owns the the publishing and the rights to it now they can get the isolated vocals and they can get hopefully an uh, instrumental track which is just a song with no vocals right or in the best possible scenario you would get actual stems is what they're called which is just what all that means is the whole song like let's say it's a line it's a file but it's just the bass or it's just the tambourine just the keyboards it's just the all the tracks that in the studio is what they're mixing like we're not, you know, cutting the tracks. We're just, it's a matter of mixing. And so you can mix it to taste. To, say you get to a certain point, you want it to just be only vocals, or you want it to be only drums, or you want to, you know, just manipulate it. That's basically what people do when they're remixing things. So these composers for trailer houses are remixing old songs. And so they'll add new sounds that are in the same key um, but just enhance it a little bit. And so, so that's what they do. And sometimes you just say, Hey, will you tra tra trailerize this song? And they just go nuts. And it's like, oh, it's, it literally, it sounds like it's stopping down. It's doing this. What, 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 you know, it's repeating. It's like crazy. And then other times it's, it's how we gave them the, you know, we, we sort of direct them a little bit. And so this one, I directed them, you know, I was, I was just like, the song's great. You know, I don't have any, I don't want to change anything but I do want to isolate the vocals and I want to have that big buildup part be like, let's say eight times as long so that we can be building up throughout the trailer till it finally gets to the chorus. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, you know, I tried it a couple of times, the trailer with like the piano at the beginning and keeping it in that piano ballad vibe the whole way through. But it really was about the, dun, dun, it just sounds like a, a stadium to me. It just yeah. sounds like we're in the basketball arena and something's coming. And I, you know, I'm not even a basketball fan, but that just yeah. sounds like something's coming, something's coming. 
And I, but I wanted it to be longer, you know, cause I knew, I knew that we needed to sustain that, that feeling a little longer. And I knew that it wouldn't overstay its welcome. It's, I knew that that, that buildup is as a musician myself, I knew that, no, you can do this and it's going to actually be really great by the time it finally gets to the end. Oh yeah. Cause everybody knows that drum part and that, ten, yep. ten, 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 you know, I mean, it's a perfect um, transition into a power ballad, you know? Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's a strange choice to use a power ballad for a, a movie trailer but not of a sister Christian, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it just makes you happy. And the proof is in all the, the comments, you know, in YouTube. And what I love is that it's like, I, I think as a kid, I probably didn't even know what the song was really about. You know, I mean, I, I'm just following the emotion of the song. And I saw the video as a kid and I, I kind of had that imagery in my head, but I never knew what motoring meant. I mean, what does motoring mean? You know what I'm getting at? It's just kind of a feeling. And yeah. so then I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like, where are you going? What are you looking for? And the main character of this movie is looking for somebody, you know? Yeah. Um, those boys don't want to play with you anymore. You know, he's he's can't find anybody. I was just starting to notice little things. And it was like, mama's worrying that, you know, you won't last to say, okay. You know, the mama is, is in the mix and worried about things. And I was just like, they're trying to find Mr. Right. <laughs> you know, so I was like, it, it's not probably anything at all about what the song was about, but it felt right. Right. Yeah. And the, to me, that's where, that's what I mean by the sacred connection. It's not always an obvious thing. It's, it's a in your bones kind of thing. Same reason why I think it works so great in, in Boogie Nights in yeah. that scene. You know, it's not a, it's not a, you know, you wouldn't think it'd be the perfect song to play in the middle of a drug deal that goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, so yeah. So all those, those ideas were out there of, and so it was a matter of telling a composer. And so they, they, they can, they can, you know, make some drum sounds that kind of go with theirs. And they, they kept a buildup going a little longer. The guy's playing a guitar that mixes with their guitar. You know, it's, it's basically stuff like that, but that's just for me, just the extension aspect. Once the song gets going, then I don't really want it to be too messed with personally, but there are added, you know, sure. things like that. And at one point, like when we were in the mix, you know, the, the guy, cause then we go to a big mixing studio and, and they mix a trailer. If it's going to be a big trailer, that's how you do it. And he had had my drum sounds or my hits kind of up on the on the chorus where it's showing the people's names we call it the castron and it was like <laughs> and it just kind of i was like ah can you lower that because it's kind of losing the sort of loosey-goosey amazingness of a band that is obviously not playing to a click track or at least i don't think they probably were yeah. you know what i mean and and it's very analog i i, I want to still retain the, that flavor that made the song so great in the first place i don't personally like augmenting and trailerizing something and and it's like it's you know it's like a the new 2023 remix i'm not really quite interested in that i guess gotcha. this is but this is kind of and i and i i see that but i i'm just trying to show you where i was trying to keep it you know yeah. and it's mm -hmm. still it's spirit basically well i think so, too, yeah. it's not you know with what we heard on that <clears throat> trailer um it's just cool to hear different a little bit different version of sister christian and especially yeah. you know it's good too you know you know if it was whatever whatever you did if it was garbage then we're like yeah 
you know. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a fine line, and that what you're getting at is is that sacred feeling. Yeah. You're, what yeah. you're getting, you know, I don't want to fuck with something that is already beautiful, you know. But you, to me, like yeah. it's different, and then what was different about it was was good, and so it's like, all right, that's kind of you know sounds, um, you know, interesting, and uh, um, I want to you, you know you were talking how you get the tracks and how they're broken down, you know, by instrument and stuff like that uh the universal fire in 2008 um mm, right so i remember hearing about that all those masters yeah from all these artists uh throughout the decades the masters were destroyed in this big universal fire uh night rangers masters were destroyed in that wow. um so i guess my you know question is so like some artists like Brian Adams actually had, you know, copies of his masters in his vault. So he was kind of protected and mm -hmm. you know, some stuff had been remastered. You know, some artists had had stuff remastered. So there were other digital copies or copies out there where Night Ranger really doesn't have a lot of remasters, maybe some stuff that was done for Japan. Does that ever come up? I mean, you know, one and, you know, uh, I guess the other question would be if you know what masters are out there for Night Ranger. Or if... Yeah, no, I, I don't know anything about it. You know, um, I, I, I know that anything past a certain, you know, uh, date is it's going to be very hard to track down, you know, masters or digitized analog masters, you know, for that reason. Um, I think, I think, it, and it's funny, you know, I'm in a, crappy band that has you know a couple of thousand whatever you know followers or you know and trying to you know no disrespect to any of our followers but my point being we're not big at all and and even i've learned that even the types of problems we have basically every band has every band has trouble with their master tapes their whatever they we don't have i don't have the license you know what i'm getting at yeah. it's kind of it's kind of i've 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 been i'm shocked that when I heard the Rolling Stones had like all their taxes were done wrong or something, I was like, yeah, that rings a bell. Good God. I think it's like everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough for any band that has older shit, you know, it's tough. The good thing is, and this sounds freaky, but it's, it's not really as freaky as it sounds, but the good thing is now we at least have software or at least our um, music supervisors type people have software that can, can separate the vocals pretty pretty well from stuff i mean it's not as good as like for for night range for this song that was like legit separated uh vocals you know like the type where you you're you're not hearing any bleed in through the mics sure. or the, i mean the headphones or you're not you, it's not done by software it was like legitimate isolated vocals so that was a godsend obviously you know i wouldn't want to do it completely um completely uh without so yeah. So I don't really know too much about that other than it's hard. <laughs> so let, let me, I want to, I want to stick on that just one more, a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So how do they, cause you're talking, you're talking about, you have how great night Rangers was, is it was broken up very professionally or I won't say professionally, yeah. but you know, it was where the vocal, no, ble yeah. Yeah, yeah. no bleeding or whatsoever. Um, what's the process you know who does that what's that process uh you know and why 
is that track from Night Ranger separated so great compared to um, some songs you get where you have that bleeding and stuff like that? I think I think it's just a matter. Of- yeah. Give Josh a good edit. Point. There we go. There you go. There we go. You said, I think it's just a batter, and then you froze. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of that they had they had that isolated vocal stem available, you know, um, the, the, the label did already. Um, and I might not be 100% correct. For all I know, this was a software um, stripped out vocal, but it doesn't sound like it to me. It sounded clean as a baby, baby's butt. So, uh, but yeah. But the, the only other time I saw, one time I saw the stems from an old 80s song was like a Duran Duran, um, Hungry Like the Wolf. And we, it was amazing to hear the isolated bass line, isolated oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, keyboards. It, it was it was fantastic. But that's the thing. Unfortunately, it doesn't, it's it's hard to come by for older, older stuff. So. And Sister Christian has been used on so many soundtracks. I mean, it's probably, it's probably a reason why it's, so yeah. readily available i know what's the balls of fury it was on and friday the 13th part 81 or something like that uh it was on that soundtrack and i'm sure i'm missing a slew of others so uh that's probably you know one reason why it's you know, right already been broken up because it's been um used in uh, other films um so yeah so uh so you put that together, uh, you, and you said there's different companies out there kind of all working on different um, uh, uh, trailers and stuff. So what was the feedback? Uh, obviously, I mean, they used it, so they, they you know, liked it, but, uh, you know, yeah. what was that process like? And, you know, the validation of, oh, yeah, yeah. we see your vision, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, we, I, I had that in my version one, you know, as we like to say, that's, you know, you start with version one and, you know, I, I think our trailer finished on version 23 or something. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, it's like, first I have to make my producers happy. And so I have to convince them that this is a cool idea. And so they, you know, my producer loved it. Um, and then you send it to the client, you know, and, and she loved it, you know, she, she, thought it was great but you know they also know that well hey let's let's you know they test trailers they like let's let's put it out there and see what people think of these different ones um different different ones with different songs in it we tried different songs i you know tried changing you know what if it starts with this song then goes to that song and we just kind of kept coming back to the at a certain point the certain once the trailer that that song kicked in through the end was just felt great and so we kept it and it, it won the day. So, mm-hmm. you know, you never fully know, but, but, but I, I had a strong feeling, you know, from day one, even from just walking out of the movie theater. And I'm just like, I can see the trailer right now in my head. So, and that doesn't always happen. You know, it's, it's, you cut a lot of stuff. You work on a lot of stuff. It's, it's hard to be really inspired, you know, <laughs> like always, like you're doing so much things creatively. So, but this was one of those ones I felt really strongly about. So, 
So I didn't, you know, I, you never know what's going to happen, but, but at the same time, I, like I said, I knew it was, a, I knew it was a special cut, you know, I can see that there's an opening for, uh, <laughs> for some, for some payola, like you know, back, <laughs> back in the seventies where you'd have people from the, you know, the labels going to the radio stations and, you know, either some cash or some snow and to get songs played. See, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going <laughs> to be showing up at all these trailer places. Like, Hey man, you don't want sister Christian. You want, uh, um, something you off know, mojo. You want Hooter. You want the Hooters, you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Uh, I guess that's too legit, but, uh, well, uh, it's, 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 it's just mind boggling how much, you know, especially to me as an, as a, you know, well, I, I, I always want to say former, former musician, but I mean, I'm, I'm still a musician, you know, and I, it's my, my first love. I, I can't believe, you know, how much music is out there and not only like just the recorded history of music, but library music, it's, it's mind boggling. So I will just say, good luck to you, sir, in your <laughs> pursuit. <laughs> or, or, you know, you could be like, uh, so listen, you know, I uh, got Sister Christian version for air, and then I got the uh, ultimate fake book version for air. <laughs> um, I think right. we should use them both. Um, <laughs> See, that's what I'm waiting for, is somebody to dis discover an ultimate fake book song, not having any, not someone who doesn't know me or whatever. Like, oh, this is the perfect song for a fucking trailer, you know? Like that person, like like like, like like just the the ba I guess the back the the other side of the coin, right? Like let's yeah. say I am a night ranger, and I wrote these amazing songs. That would be my dream is that you know it makes it into the world. But they've they've made they've had hits, so they kind of know that feeling. So we'll have to interview them and ask well, them about that side of the I coin. I know. <laughs> I mean, I know. You know. Uh, I mean, within the you know Night Ranger um, team, yeah, uh, uh, everybody was excited. Uh, information being passed back and forth, and hey, you know, we got this trail. You know, this trailer's being released, and um, I know Brad connected with you on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, uh, you know, we talked about that a little bit, and. Um, yeah, they were all, um, you know, I know Jack had talked about it and, you know, Kelly, he's just, you know, we've talked about Sister Christian before, just how that song's just taken on a life of its own and, um, you know, kind of, you know, just it's bigger than the band. You can say motoring and you don't have to know Night Ranger or anything about him. You just know uh, that song and... Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, as much as the us hardcore fans, maybe, you know, just as with most bands, their biggest hit is probably like your least favorite song because you've heard it so many times. Um, sure. A hundred years from now, you know, no one's going to know. You can still rock in America. Don't tell me you love me. All those songs will be gone, but the one that will stand in that whole history that someone can dig into. You know, will be Sister Christian. That will be the song that you know will be the lasting song for. Um, well, and it, it absolutely, and it, and it just blows my mind to think back to myself. You know, in fourth grade, nineteen eighty four. You know, listening to the jukebox at Pizza Hut, and putting in that song, seeing the video, <laughs> loving the song, loving um, Nike. 
and Michael Jordan, or I mean, um, Air Jordans, not, not basketball, just Nike yeah. and Air Jordans. Right. And MTV. And, you know, I never would have thought that someday there'd be a way to do that, but I just, I just believe that that's, that's the reason why, you know, you gotta, you gotta use true inspiration and not uh, waste it, you know, not, 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 I wouldn't, this, you know, you, you got to pull the trigger when the, when it's right to put, to put it in there. So I, I hope that they, uh, I, that would be my hope, I guess, is that they weren't like, eh, no, it's for the Michael Jordan thing. Okay, cool. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. but like I said, I am also a huge Boogie Nights fan. So I, I, I was really, really happy that some people kind of got a little bit more to it being in there than just, oh, it came out in 84. You know, like there's something about, I don't know, seeing those guys in the outfits and the guys and, you know, so anyway, so I hope that they could feel that. That would be amazing. So is it safe to say that you're the reason why Mr. <laughs> Christian is on this soundtrack? Uh, absolutely safe to say that. No, not not in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, hey, listen, if, uh, you know, it's your song that you picked for your trailer and became the lead trailer and, you know, probably next to the Dire Straits one. I mean, I think I still see the Sister Christian one more than the Dire Straits one. Now, the Dire Straits one was the one that was used during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just saw maybe a month ago a different trailer. I think maybe it was like for like behind the scenes, something they were doing. But again, there was Sister Christian. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, I, I had nothing to do with being on the side. I mean, it was it was Ben Affleck picked the songs that are in are in the movie you know yeah, so i, I read was, that was his playlist basically yeah 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 yeah. And, and it was in the movie all i did was i when i saw the first cut i was like okay he had that on his playlist so i don't think anybody's gonna freak out if i mm. present it you know i need to get yeah. with ben affleck and say listen man man yeah. take a <laughs> take a listen to this record the only song that really? really stuck out you know when i saw the movie and i was kind of like that's cool that they got that but you know, I think that song might be more well known now than when it was released. Was "Blister in the Sun" by Violent Femmes? Exactly yeah. the one I was gonna say. I agree. <laughs> uh, um, I knew it back in the day because Andy Spann used to play that song. Yeah, and we used to say, "What the fuck is yeah. that?" But, you know, <laughs> you know like I just a very remember bad version of that song. You know, Violent Femmes. I mean, just even you know, in the '90s. I mean, to me, they kind of became more popular when grunge hit. And people right. rediscovered it, you know, and oh, it was in commercials and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the one song? I hope you get fat. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys <laughs> know that one by Violent Femmes. And uh, what's the other one? Something about uh, drive your car. Or, um, I don't. I know the that blister in the sun is all I know, and because I, I had yeah. to learn it for the band I was playing in. You know that they were <laughs> they were discovered, I think, by um, Chrissy Hyde by. Uh, Oh contenders. wow! Uh, that sounds outside, about right. Outside one of her shows, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, something like that. I can't remember, but uh, some unique story there. If you're out there, go. So go Google it. So um, yeah. So you know where where can we find the uh, the eight track of Bill McShane's <laughs> movie trailer remixes? Because um, um, there's uh, a lot of people out I, there like what they heard. Well, you know, I, I like I said, I, I have actually heard of an instance of a quote unquote trailerized remix 
of, of a song that was in a trailer, um, making it onto a soundtrack. So I think the worlds are starting to mix a little bit, but that West far as that's kind of going, I've, I've, I've even heard of, you know, some, some artists, you know, are already, they're making their songs sound like a trailer. Like with, you know, cause at the end of the day, what we're talking about is sound effects rises, yeah. you know, um, they're adding that kind of stuff to their songs. You know, those are new songs, not older ones, but anyway, so the, the things are kind of mixing a little bit. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's like, it used, like I said, it used to be not, it, it, there was like a, you couldn't touch the classics, but now you can. And I just, hopefully, like I said, I just, I just want to help, you know, be part of trailers that um don't don't desecrate what was already amazing <laughs> you know because i do kind of feel personally like some of them i won't name names but you know the like horror movies with the you know somber vocals and you're like um that's a happy song but you know it's just it's, <laughs> you're, you're making it's it so, weird <laughs> yeah i just i'm not i'm a little more of a purist you know well, when it comes to what, that what exists of that remixed um sister christian is it do you like like when you go to your computer and hit play is it a full song that you met you know or is it just like a, yeah. a 90 second you know block of music that you've manipulated how much oh, that's a good question yeah we they the composer um i told him i told him the um the the lyrics that i was uh, interested in and and the chorus you know and the big buildup. Those were the those are the three things. So so what they came back with and sort of remixed and augmented and all that kind of stuff was was yeah probably a ninety second you know like we didn't have the guitar solo. By the way, just want to say that guitar solo is my favorite guitar solo of all time, <laughs> hands down. It's absolutely amazing. I could I could do a two hour podcast about that guitar solo. Um, <laughs> don't don't. But, what are you doing next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, here here is I asked I asked Brad once so it's amazing. It was off the record. We were, I think, on the phone and messing with his social. So there was a, a little bit of downtime. And I asked him, who decides to do that solo? All right. You know, because you had Jeff and you had him. How does that decision, how do you get that? Right. Do you, and um, now, since it's off the record, I can't tell you guys the, the uh. answer, but uh, it, it's not that crazy. But um, well, sometimes it's just who plays it better, well, you know, well, who has a better feel, you um, know, I can tell I, I can tell some they basically. They trade, you know, hey, mm -hmm. uh, you can do that song and I won't tell you the song. <laughs> That's where I'll have mm -hmm. to stop. But yeah. there that song, you know, you do that song and I'll do this song. And that's how he got. Sister Christian. Um but uh, I agree with you. Uh, I know, you know, Brad said something about there was some contest or something. I would, I think he probably meant back then. I don't know now, but where it was the most like memorable guitar solo of the year. Mm, wow. I've always said that's one thing about Night Ranger. The allure is, you know, it's almost like you have <clears throat> five singers because you had right. Max singing, you got Kelly singing. And you've got Brad and Jeff, you know, they basically, they're, so, you know, they're playing is so melodic. I mean, think about how many of those solos from Night Ranger you just remember. And mm -hmm. they're almost like you'll go to the solo 
or their lick before you would go to like a verse or a chorus in your head. And then even Fitz, I mean, he his playing in a lot of these songs, uh, you know, really, you know, have big parts. And why I was asking you is like what, how much of a song has been, you know, remixed or whatever. I need you guys to take the Night Ranger song at night she sleeps and there's this keyboard effect they got. I need that wiped out okay? <laughs> of the whole song. Yeah. Um, if you guys can do that for me, uh, there is a well, I mean, that'd be cool shirt I, with your name on. <laughs> I know that uh, some bands have done that. They put out they put out the stems, you know, of a new track, and so that their fans will remix it and do things, you know, and that's fun. That's cool. It's interactive for sure. But we're talking about classics here, though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. That is kind of a cool little yeah thing. it's yeah, fun the, 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 the they would release like the different stems and yeah it's kind of a neat little the exact promotion. same thing so you could you could do it without drums you could you change it how you like yeah. it's it's fun because that's that's what people are basically doing on their own anyway you know yeah. and yeah. and yeah i do like the the idea even let's say with the classics it's it's i'm sure a lot of great shit would happen you know as long as it's not lame <laughs> like you said I, earlier i, I mean yeah. i have an app on my phone that actually pulls tracks out because like, yeah. I, I, I'm Moises. a drummer. Yeah, yeah. so go. I can pull the drums out of, you know, Tom Sawyer and then and it, and it's, and completely it, it screw it up. It it's sounds, not bad. There's great. some there's some bleed in it, but you can, yeah. you know, if you're trying to play along to it through your headphones, it's like, yeah, so now the drums yeah. are out of it. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. Not as yeah, good as totally. what you have available to you, but yeah, there's even, like I said, on your phone, there's an app that does similar. Right. So, yeah. Um, Hey Bill, why I got you? Yeah. Uh, my question to you on regarding Night Ranger is how how involved are they ahead of time? Like, were you mixing the song or playing with it, or did they know about it from day one? Like when the movie was being filmed, they're like, "Yeah, we know we're, this will be part of the movie." Yeah, because yeah, that's a good. We question. didn't hear anything I, about it until the until it was released. I didn't know anything about it. Right, I I. No, okay. They, I'm sure they are contacted um, that it's going to be part of the movie itself, right? Like on the the soundtrack, and 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 then even that, like you held up the cassette. I don't even know how many movies even release their soundtracks anymore. I mean, I right. grew up on that on that kind yeah. of shit. You know, what I mean, and I, all my first records were soundtracks, um, but anymore, you know. So yeah, so they were probably very aware that they're in the movie, but um, I I was just like you guys were, you know let's see the comments on YouTube. You know, like I had no idea what anybody would think. Like in a way, I'm glad I'm not part of any of that process. I can, I can just be I'm almost like a fan and, and, and the creative side and then the business side hopefully works it out. But yeah, so, so I, I have no idea whether they knew when, at what point they knew it was going to be in a trailer or not, yeah. you know, or if they have, if they have to sign off on everything. I know Every artist is probably different. You know, the bigger you are, the more you, sure. you know, get into the weeds about all that stuff. But but to give you an example, kind of what we're talking about, um, when the Toy Story 4 trailer came out that I talked about, Brian Wilson actually tweeted that, and I I actually framed the tweet. Uh -huh. I have it in my up in my office. He said, the um, God only knows was used is used to beautiful effect in the new Toy Story 4 trailer. Go check it out. And I say to people i'm like that's like my that's like my college diploma like yeah, yeah, i have you, you've arrived I've, i have made it if i used his song in a movie trailer in a way that he approves then we're good 
so yeah so it's it but it's the same type of thing where i'm like i have no idea what the actual artist you know thinks and well, so that's why it's always so fun that that's a hundred percent why this was so intriguing and fun for me to do is to just <laughs> totally talk about this yeah. because as a as a band guy as a musician myself it's like it's huge to me you know this well, kind of shit the follow-up you talked about earlier and i i you were telling your story about the caption i don't know how you put it but with when I was watching the trailer and you have that just super long build, mm -hmm. it, it left me hanging. I was like, Oh, this is, it's building to something so fantastic. And, and <laughs> yeah. it, it, for me, it totally did, did what I think you were trying to accomplish the longer build, because cool. you know, we, we see night range all the time in concert and you can feel right. it in, in the arena. Yeah. Kelly starts that build, the audience, the floor's moving and you can feel the energy. And I'm absolutely I'm watching your trailer. I'm like, Oh God, this is gonna be so great! And I couldn't totally. wait to watch the movie. And the movie, it delivered. It was it was a great film. No, that's awesome. I'm I'm that's really great to hear you say that. I, I you know it's like I think I think also you know I started I, I I have a piano at my house and I started I you know trying to teach myself piano and of course I'm like oh let me gotta figure out <laughs> Sister Christian and once I figured out that it's like dun 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 yeah like that doing that. Is mm -hmm. magic yeah it is magic it works in the room in an acoustic just a piano by yourself it works in the room like you said with thousands of people on the, in the it works everywhere and so that's that's my job i feel is to like be connected to music in a way that i can like okay i can see this being really great you know yeah it, it's so, totally that's awesome totally that's delivered awesome. and uh i i i, I ran the show my wife's like you gotta watch this <laughs> She yeah, no, no desire awesome. to watch the movie, but she's like, she's happy that Night Ranger was in the trailer <laughs> for me. Well, that's awesome, and that's and that's what I mean when I say it's it's a sacred thing because it's like that could be that could suck. What if it just kept going and if it's like, nah, it's, that's too way too long. It's like, it's like you know, I'm very I'm very aware of it's like, it still has to sound like the song, you know, like yeah. we don't want it to right sound wrong, you know, or or that's gonna that throws you, you know, I don't know. There's a re it, it's it's created well and so let's keep that basically yeah you know i don't know how well the movie did overseas but we have some japanese fans on the page oh and, awesome and one guy posted his ticket the, the day he bought it to go to the theater yeah. where his seat was <laughs> and then i think after he walked out of the movie i think he said night ranger is like a 35 point whatever in the movie <laughs> you know yeah 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 <laughs> yeah the way the way the music is in the movie it's you know, you're not seeing montages. It's not like a Rocky montage you know, <laughs> to some song. One They're big music of, video. No, yeah, it, it's just sort of in there, right? But so yeah, I can I can see what he means by that. But but well, there then again, that's why I wanted to showcase it. You know so. what? The trailer is more important than the movie. The trailer you're going to see out there a hundred times more. I mean, how many times do you watch a movie over? You might watch a movie, and then if you really fucking like it, you may watch it again in a month or two. But uh, right, you know, it's yeah. The trailer placement is more important than where the well, that's that's movie. that's why I, I take it so seriously because I I I just you know I, you know there's a lot of trailers these days, right? So mm. this may be a diminishing thing, but it's like yeah, I remember when a trailer was iconic. You know, that's what I if I heard about you know yeah you know national lampoons european vacation or whatever i saw the trailer and i'm like ah, you know like i'm still remember it or yeah. whatever like it's an iconic piece in and of itself and so i'm always going for something like that you know that's that's what i'm thinking of is that this is an iconic 
thing, take it good or bad, but it should be iconic, <laughs> you know, like it should be because it's, it's the, you know, it's, it's the first, first thing you see of it. You're, you're you know? selling the movie it's, ahead of time. It's, it's, it's sort of, it's, it's starting what your brain is going to think of, you know, of the, of the piece. And you're in a good field where I think of it. I mean, obviously I've been thinking of ways where we can, you know, manipulate it illegally, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, you think about like, you know, music, there's not a lot of money there, just physical media and all that. Um, you know, books are kind of, eh, you know, I mean, anything print is kind of in the doldrums, but, you know, film, uh, you know, I mean, think about how much, I mean, movies are making more than they ever have. They are advertising on every platform, TV, you know, all the socials you go see, you know, if I go see a movie, like, okay, I want to go see this movie. It starts at 1025. I know I don't have to get there to probably fucking 11 o'clock because yeah. they show 15 trailers. So it's yeah. like, I think you're in the right business. <laughs> There's definitely a lot, a lot of uh, work to be had and be, be done. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. you know, but it's like, I, you know, still want it to be you know, like you said, like I, you were saying, like an iconic piece, if possible, that's always my goal. It's, it's really hard. You know, it's, it's not like you can just, you know, you don't get to do that with like for every movie, you know, like not every thing is gonna sort of allow for that to happen. But, 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 but it's cool that it's, that it's a lot of very passionate, people in the industry that it's not like a bunch of people that are only looking at you know what sells and what it literally is you know fans and it's literally fans of art and fans of movies you know now are you able to give us a pre-preview in other words are you working on something that you can't talk about but you can say you guys need to see this movie <laughs> No, I can't Nothing talk about like that. Movies. Yeah, I can't you talk, about, can't talk about, but you can. Talk no, about. no, but like say, yeah. you know, we all know like movies are in the works. You can look at IMDb and see what's being made. Yeah, you know, that's funny. That's why no, I said, I is there anything that you're seeing? That you're going, okay, in August, you've got to go see this movie. Or yeah, no, I would. I wish I could, but no, I can't. I can't go there, unfortunately. I but I, but I can just totally. Yeah, exactly. I could just be, I could just be silly and be like, "Get ready, Night Ranger fans, because it's gonna, you're gonna, no, we have to turn your computer on without seeing a fucking Night Ranger." So, yeah, no, I you should have did that anyway. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, totally. I just went and saw the Indiana Jones movie at the theater, and um, so did I. I enjoy the trailers. Uh, at my cinema, Oppenheimer was a trailer, yeah. and I didn't have any desire to see the movie. I do now. The trailer mm -hmm. was just like I'm like I mean I, I think my mouth was open I was like what the hell yeah so yeah, well no, done I'm, I'm really excited for that one I'm yeah it looks really good uh, yeah I, but I enjoy some, the trailers you should see some of the promotions I think they're gonna have to theater like for that where they're actually gonna like have like Bombs. radioactive uh, <laughs> material in there Get some and, waste um you know <laughs> what's that movie John Goodman where they got the theater that you know matinee yeah it's yeah. called matinee so yeah it's gonna people be are walking, that, you know you're gonna be walking out the, of the theater with no hair yeah, yeah. The third <laughs> nostril radio, uh, like radioactive i felt like uh, i was a part of it you could put radioactive in that movie if you do the trailer oh, for oppenheimer there we go, there we go. you know we go. i love the song uh going blind on that on that oh yeah 
Yeah. yeah. I, have you ever heard the Melvins version? Yeah. Yeah. Brent's heard okay. everything. Well, yeah. King Buzzo, man. That guy, that guy rules. Totally. Yeah. I think that probably was the first time I heard it, but but my like I said, my drummer, he's a he's the mega mega kiss fan. And so he he knows everything about all those solo records. <laughs> who was yeah, the Mel- who the Melvins even did their own solo albums, Andy? Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Know, in the same vein. Who did Black Diamond? Was that Red Cross? That oh, might... I don't know. I'm, yeah, somebody did. Uh, anyways, yeah. uh, Andy, do you got uh, any uh, questions for Bill while we wrap this up? No, I, I got to chime in with what I was on my mind and uh, just want to make sure I told him how much uh, – I, I appreciated the build and the the anticipation, <laughs> and the movie was really good. Awesome. I truly enjoyed the movie. I, I mean, yeah, I was impressed how they made. They never show Jordan in the movie, physically, and they made a movie about signing a guy, exciting. Like, how do you yes. do that? It's literally a guy, a movie about some guys that had to work over the weekend. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's it. Legit, because mm-hmm. that's basically it, my job is to be that hardcore. And like, how do we make yeah. this? You know, it's like, okay, so they just had to work over the weekend. You know, like, I, you're like I do that every weekend, right? Like, they didn't like, really do anything other than their jobs, but it was still exciting and it was cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was but cool. you know, Ben Affleck knows what he's doing, man. You know, yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, Jordan, the Jordan movie where it's about you know his story with uh, golf hustlers. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, Air uh, Two, sure, Air Disaster. Sure oh. I thought you were going to talk about the one where his son's dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. You know about that, don't you? Is it an ex-wife or Scottie Pippen's daughter? I thought it was his ex-wife. I heard it was his ex-wife. That's what I read the other day. Um, He doesn't condone it. It's a different podcast. I saw saw Michael Jordan. The sequel is going to be great. (laughs) Uh, I saw a clip where Michael Jordan was watching the trailer for Air. Oh, no way. He was watching it on the laptop and he's like, you know, they used Night Ranger when I told him not to. And I took that. (laughs) You had me going there for a minute. I was like, (laughs) I got to find this. So, uh, well, that's uh, why the Run DMC part's in there, you know. um, Brent, Brent, you got any questions for Bill before we. uh... No, but Bill, um, you opened up all of our eyes and ears, so to speak. Um, to something we knew very little about. Well, and yeah, it's, there's a lot it's, of shit it's, we it, know very little. But about. it's interesting as hell. I, you know, this is the stuff cool. I love. Peeling back cool. that layer. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, where can and we find you. your music? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, ultimate fake book. It's two words. Um, and yeah, we're on all the you know Spotify, whatever title. Apple Music. We have, like I said, like five, five or six records, depending on which ones you call records. But uh-huh. we actually put a new one out in 2020 um, called "The Preserving Machine." So uh, that one's, uh, you know, fairly recent. And you know, we play like once a year, a couple times a year. We're gonna, I think, next summer we're gonna do some shows. Um, we have, you know, the odd Night Ranger fan has seen us here and there. <laughs> so every now and then, the the worlds have mixed a bit because we made it pretty clear, like we we covered. Uh, uh, when you close your eyes in our sets lots of times we, awesome. we'd always we have it on video our, uh on video i mean maybe that you could post it to the somewhere. page you'll get ten thousand views right right away <laughs> well i'll have to ask if anybody's got a record of that i mean i know ian's seen us play it but i don't know if that that's the only 
big problem when we were a little bit pre-internet, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's harder to find stuff, but yeah, they were out there. We have, we have some records. I, I, you know, okay. I, I don't know if Night Ranger fans would dig it or not, but I mean, it's, it's um, pop sing-along rock, mm. you know? So Yeah, but I know to see older that I get, there's things that I wouldn't have listened to that I listen to right. now. I mean, yeah. I would have never said I liked, liked Tainted Love back in 1986 or whatever. Oh, <laughs> right. And, and it's a fucking great song, you know? The Preserving Machine album that came out in 2020 is a concept album about canning vegetables. So, uh, yeah, it's an odd, odd yeah. concept, but he went with it. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it was COVID. You know, it was like. <laughs> Um, there you go. Totally, uh, Mike. I'm gonna, I got two questions for you before we uh, take off here. I know you. You know, obviously, Sister Christian. When you close your eyes, or is another song you talked about uh, being used or possibly used. Is there any other Night Ranger song? Because uh, you know they did have, th- you know, three other, uh, you know, two other top ten hits. Another song that was a you know top twenty. Uh, Goodbye and four in the morning and sentimental street uh, is there another night ranger song out there that you know you kind of have like you know i i like this if i can just find the perfect match is there something one of my one of my all-time bucket list kind of tracks um i i gotta say i don't have one exactly but due to you know some of all this happening and stuff you know i i think i pulled up it, it was probably their latest record um which you'll have to remind me what that one's called ATVPO um, is the latest one. Okay, and, was something before, what was the one before that? Uh, don't let oh. up. Don't let up. Okay, well, high I, road. I can't, high road. High okay. road was before that. All right. Well, maybe it was the latest one, but I, I I popped it in and I immediately was kind of, I was kind of like, wow. Um, they're they're just having, the, you know, they, they their sound is is a sound of having fun and joy, and and um. I don't know. It, it was it was inspiring. It was inspiring. So I'll have to just go back and check out some stuff. You know. You don't recall the song title? Uh, well, I know that the, I put in their new record, and the first two or three songs were all really good. And then there was a like a fourth song that was a bit more of a ballad. Um, that, and I'm sorry, I'm being so vague and not giving yeah. titles or anything, but but uh, but uh, yeah, I I was because that's the other thing too. I'm I'm obviously a, a fan of uh, songwriting. And yeah, um, I mean, I even I even gave Damn Yankees a chance, you know, and listened to those oh, back hell yeah. back in the day because it was some pretty fucking good songwriting, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, exactly. Like I, I'm definitely that's the type of thing that that floats my boat. So um, yeah, I was I was kind of shocked that the the new record. I was like, this is some pretty solid shit, that, you know. Yeah, can't uh, afford a no, hero. It, might it be. had like a highway. I, I thought it had oh. like a highway on the cover. Uh, somewhere so in California. Asked me, yeah, that's what it was. Uh, that's probably that's it. Because I, I, I was thinking, like you I said, it wasn't super the fourth recent. track you said was a ballad, and uh, I think somewhere in California you would have uh, maybe. That's definitely the record I'm, I was yeah. listening yeah. to. It's a good. But yeah, album. that was that was the record. So, you know, they you know had a couple records in the '90s. They had one released like 2007. Um, that record is kind of what really started kicking off this last decade or so of them being rejuvenated right uh, and released i could hear it in the record i could yeah, hear it yeah. that mm-hmm. record when it was released it was like you know wow you know this is what we wanted and they've released three studio records since that record and they've all been excellent i mean there's really mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of times now you look, you get a record from a, you know, a legacy band and they put something new out. And usually it's like, if I can get one or two good songs, I'm happy. Right. And, uh, these records um, all have been uh, phenomenal. And my final question, well, uh, before I say that final question, uh, there is a movie podcast out there. Uh, it's not that great, but uh, you need to check it out. Andrew over here, uh, do the flippy thing on your microphone. What? Um, oh. He does a, he does a movie uh, podcast there called Flick Flops. Um, uh, if you want to learn more about it, there's another po uh, podcast out there called Podcast Flops. And they just did an episode on yes, Flick Flops. We would be but, on that. Uh, there you go. Uh, what was the last movie you reviewed or something? Um, we just released the episode where we reviewed a movie called The Black Demon. Hmm, yes, it's a shark I movie, right? Look on your faces, you did not see it. That's a shark movie. <laughs> yeah, basically, we what we tried to it'd be do badass. Was... It'd be badass if that had a nine Oh my god! So we, we got a we, song in The Black Demon. <laughs> we watch movies that are critically considered bad, and then we try right. to tell you if it's worth watching or not. Wasn't there a Ben Affleck movie that you guys? We did? just did Hypnotic. Um, that got panned by the critics. Good movie. I wow. loved it. Yeah, um, loved that's uh, Robert Rodriguez, right? Uh, yeah, and it was it was fun. It was um, uh, I mean the the review I read of it, somebody quoted, "It's like Inception, but dumb." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Wow, that's harsh." But we've also done like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which is uh, not for everybody. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. But... No, that's great. Actually, um, the place I work at, Zealot, um, there are a lot of fans of really bad movies. I mean, they know their shit. You know, There's something they, about them. They, you know, like I knew of the room, right? Yeah. These guys are like, oh, that's like kindergarten. They're in like, yeah, you they're know, advanced college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Advanced. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll have to ask these guys if they know about that, and I'll mention it to them. Winnie the Pooh, man, it's fantastic. <laughs> well and your pot and your podcast you know? yeah so yeah absolutely sure. and then my final question would be you know 100 years from now uh you know bill mcshane the fifth is you know, <laughs> rummaging through the history books and you know sees that hey uh the original bill mcshane 1.0 he was doing movie trailers <laughs> You know, and he tries to dig them up, you know, on, you know, these old antiquated machines. And what's the trailer you hope he finds? What's your what's your masterpiece? That's a fucking great question. Um, I mean, shit. That's a really good question. Um, trailer from Black Demon. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It was probably better than the movie. Yeah, I mean, I the 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 ones that. You know, and, and like I was alluding to earlier, you're lucky if you get to feel that you creatively connected with, with what you did. Like it's it's a million things that go into how, what gets out on YouTube, right? And so if I got something out there that it's like, that's actually in my heart and soul, like that's rare and it's amazing and it's fucking awesome, right? So I have three trailers that feel that way to me. Um, but but it's so it's hard to pick one, you know. It's like well, the, the, the air three. trailer. The well, the air trailer, absolutely right. for sure. The Toy Story four trailer that goes into God only knows, yep. you know. And then I did a trailer last year for this thing called Werewolf by Night, which was a mm -hmm. Marvel thing. Um, and I got yeah. to do it like a gr old school grindhouse 
kind of oh, trailer. Nice. Yeah, that was on Disney Plus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I it's just like that's my, you know, I love that kind of shit. So that kind of cutting. So, you know, those are my favorite three, but I, I probably would say uh Toy Story 4 or Air, you know, if I had to say yeah. right now. But that's that's the thing, you know, here's to many more, hopefully, you know, in the mm-hmm. future. But you know, it's all about like there's only so many great songs out there, and I want someone else to fucking ruin it, you know, like don't put <laughs> You know, some yeah. ama- don't put going blind in the wrong trailer, people. Oh. You know? Yeah, you call Save me. That. You call Save me when you get to that part. Movie about the ninety-three-year-old and the sixteen-year-old hooking up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I actually don't want to see that movie now that I think about it. But at that being be, said, it'll be in the There's got to be a wit. Yeah, there maybe there's like a documentary. Well, Gene <laughs> said that when they wrote that, it just sounded cool because it was so off. You know. It's it art. Fit. It's art. Not all art is. <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. art is is describing something ugly, <laughs> right? Um, and Kiss can when they are when yeah. they're uh, when they hit that that yeah. that sweet spot, they're they're the ultimate version of that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And That's I think a, a cool thing that you know you get to participate in is the the song "God Only Knows" by the Beach Boys. A lot of people don't know that song. You know, and mm-hmm. critics always say it's one of the best written songs. And I mean, I like it. I, you know, it's not up there with me, but I, right. you know, it's a great song. I can appreciate it. But uh, I'm just surprised how many people, maybe my age, you know, where everybody knows Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, all, you know, some of these, you know, classics, but how many people don't know a song? that's held in such high regard like god only knows and then you know i'm sure there's people who are watching toy story 4 who have right. never seen it and are being introduced to it so you kind of play a part into you know introducing these iconic songs to individuals that otherwise would never hear them well, that's well, what I, was so I, great about the shrek series you know shrek my god there were so many great tunes in those cartoons right sorry i didn't mean to yeah, no, I- no, no, absolutely, absolutely, and 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 you know that's that's what I love. That you know that's 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 why Boogie Nights is one of my favorite movies of all time for the soundtrack. And when it got to the end montage of that movie, and it's saying God only knows what I'd be without you. I mean, these are broken people, yeah. mm-hmm. and it took a completely different meaning that I'd never thought of. I just thought of it as a sweet love song or something. And so, yeah, you know, see Toy Story 4 coming off of Toy Story 3, where everybody says it was the perfect ending. It was so sad. They cried their eyes out. And what would we be without these characters? Also, what would these characters be without us? Because in the movie, they only exist because we give them our days. That's what creates them. And I was just like, what if it's fucking God only knows, you know, and they thought it was cool too. And so that's, that's why I do this. That's, I mean, that's the sweet spot. Like I said, you know, can't always do that. It's, it'd be, it'd be great if we got to do that every day, but when you do get to, you got to celebrate it by going on a fucking podcast and talking about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Brent exactly. has I mean, a, uh, Brent has a, uh, a song he recorded once called uh, romance in a uh, hand lotion bottle. He'll probably be pushing that. To no, you no, it was show. Vaseline. Uh, well, uh, STP well listen it. listen i think remember <laughs> the lawyer said you can't use vaseline because of trademark well i uh, called right? I, but the but the song is entitled kentucky jelly 
<laughs> well, that can work, but uh, oh, we need to end this. You know, it sounds it sounds gorgeous. It sounds gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it sounds gorgeous. But anyways, uh, you know, let's see how good you are. Find a uh, suitable match for <laughs> that track, Bill. Thanks for joining us. Well, uh, when the, you know when this podcast gets super huge and people start asking for it, see, then that's how that's going to happen. It's going this could be a, the whole thing. You know, yeah, Kentucky we'll cut a trailer. Kentucky well, someday, this scene will be in a movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Where like animated. You know, Ben Affleck will be, you know, playing you. I'll be Matt Damon, Kathy Bates for Brent, and um... <laughs> you know, totally. once upon a time, Josh asked me to send him some dick pics, and I just sent him four pictures of himself. <laughs> there you, you know, go. that's that's what I deal yeah. with on a weekly basis, right there. <laughs> but uh bill thanks for joining us uh yeah thanks um bill. you know you know what listen man you keep putting night ranger songs in these movies we'll keep having you back got an open awesome. invite yeah yeah well, we're sorry and, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. no I, I honestly thank you for existing guys you're you're awesome so yeah thanks for night doing ranger. what you do yeah yes, Brent, he, he does he does mean you too buddy all right bill <laughs> thanks my friend awesome the year was 1984. The biggest movie that year, Beverly Hills Cop. Second biggest movie, Eric's and my personal favorite, Ghostbusters. Right? Let's see what else was going on. Ronald Reagan was president of the United States. The band Night Ranger, the 